Hello, good people, and welcome to another edition of the Cool Sore Podcast. I am very, very excited about what is coming up in the next few weeks on the show. My goodness, you are in store for some greatness, and it begins today. We have a cool bruh feature with my brother, Will Packer, producer extraordinaire. If you don't know his name, I know you know his movies and the movies that he has executive produced on, produced on, uh, you know, Girls Trip, Straight Outta Compton, you know, Stomp the Yard. That's just to name a few. Would you like me to go further? I will. The Wedding Ringer, Ride Along, One and Two, Think Like a Man, No Good Deed. And I could go on and on and on and on. But he is doing some incredible things in this sphere of film and television and now encompassing all of that under his new umbrella, Will Packer Media. He and I both went to Florida and m together. I was cast in their first movie, Rainforest Films' first movie, when he was still partners with Rob Hardy, who's been on the show as well. So make sure you go check out his episode. But just a really, really good time with Will Packer, and he drops a lot of gems. He's a cool brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated via the Beta New Chapter at Florida A&M University. Wow. Before we get into the interview, though, I want to encourage you. We need your comment, your views. We need your uh, ratings. We need all of that. You can be our review of the week. Please do so on iTunes so that I can shout you out. I love that. And follow us, follow us, follow us. Kusor everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and check out our amazing webpage, which is brought to you by Creative Edge ATL. That's coolsore.com. We have information on there for t-shirts, journals, and all that good stuff. So go check it out, leave a review, and continue to enjoy. And I do have to apologize that I did not release a show last Thursday. Man, life was going on, but please accept my sincerest apology. And I am coming back with a bang with my man, Will Packer. And his episode is aptly named Will Power with Will Packer. I know you will enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all. I am a cool soror of What's up y'all? I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of podcast hosted by me Rashawn Ali all right y'all you know it's always a good time when we have the bros on the cool bros and this is a very special edition of the cool sore podcast with our cool bro feature I am uh seated next to an amazing man who I've known since I was about a smooth 18 years old smooth 18 a smooth 18 years old <laughs> yes will packer joins hey, the cool sore hey, podcast hey. uh producer uh visionary I mean, this man has, has done some amazing things. We'll get into all of that. But, Will, welcome to the show. And you are a cool bruh of? Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The Beta New Chapter, to yes, be exact. To be exact. Absolutely. Yes, yes sir. Yes, well, none what, other. Bloody Beta New. Yes, Bloody Beta New. Yeah, back uh, in the day when they was knocking heads. We ain't know no better. 
know. <laughs> right, but it's all good. I mean, the you, young boys out there, don't haze, all right? Y'all do what y'all need to do and do it right. <laughs> uh, I need to officially say that and clear my throat after I said. <clears throat> That's how we're going to do it? But uh, I pledge. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, so you know. This is cool. So on a podcast, I feel like I can keep it real. On I here. mean, you you really can. That's why we, we are here and we, we get to talk about Whatever we want to talk about. All right. I'm, All right. I'm glad I'm finally getting a chance to do it, man. Yes, we've been trying for a long time. It's my fault. I am sure it's my fault. I mean, but I appreciate your patience. It's all good. I love it, though, because now you're so big. You do it like you don't need me. I need you. Excuse me. I need me? you no. to talk about my little projects. <laughs> really? Because uh, this thing is a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Now. It really is a thing. And we've had, you know, we've had this type of really amazingly cool relationship for a long time because we were at, you know, at FAMU. There was DJ Ray Ray that that's came on from 8 to 11. That's right. That's and right. then you came on, was it 11 to 1? Yeah. The willpower it was hour? It supposed to be 11 to 1. It was usually 11 to whenever the drink ran. I, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, we y'all used I, oh, I was the good kid. You were. Oh. You were. No, let me tell you something. One time we went so late. So we're talking about 90.5. Right, 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 right. Exactly. This was the FAMU. It still is. Yes. But uh, it was WAM, the FAMU. You radio it's actually WAMF AMF. back yes, in the day. It was. Now I think it's AM. Is it? Did they go back I to AM? They changed. Or was it WAM and then it became WAM? I don't yes. know. No, no, it's what you just said. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. And so we, Rashawn and I, were both on yes. the radio on Monday night. You were on first. I was okay. from eight to eleven. Okay. No, I, I mean like on the radio before me. Oh the, yeah, and then you came on yeah, a couple so. of months later. I think. Yeah. I think you on see. First. Look, so, I led you in the radio. You did. Listen, <laughs> listen. I give your props. And right. so we used to be like, you know, let me tell it, the hottest uh, college. I mean, uh, radio DJs ever. We killed it though. And we used to have uh, Tallahassee. The highest of seven hills, the capital city on straight up lock. Yes. And um, we, you used to keep it clean. I did. I had, I had the R&B because it was a jazz station, remember? It was a jazz station. So we and got they to. they would only give us certain blocks where yes. we could like go away from jazz. Yes. And you went R&B. I went R&B. And I went all the way left. Hip, yes. You went I hip went hop. to our equivalent of trap back then. But, Which you was know, trap Florida. Was a thing, but it was definitely Florida. Bass. You know, absolutely. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Trying to bleep out the cussing. Yes. So, yeah, I was on the radio and, and I would come on. I think you're right. You were 8 to 11. I was 11 until. And one time we parted all night man in the family radio station and literally the next morning the shift would start at 6 a.m mm-hmm. so it's supposed to be 11 and 1 then right. you sign off and the station was supposed to go dark mm-hmm. and then at 6 a.m the gospel lady would come on <laughs> i remember one time i drunkenly stumbled out of the family oh radio my. station and handed the keys to the gospel lady oh my god I, I cannot make this up let me tell you something we turned out all night oh my i had i said here you go sister <laughs> amen wj <laughs> WJD <laughs> sister stumbled on out of that dinner. Sure did. Oh, good times, boy, man. what? <laughs> that is crazy. I never do that story. Yeah, story. I kept it all clean, playing to look cut close. I like the way you kiss me. <laughs> you didn't brought the cut close back. <laughs> Yes. And cut to me with scarred. Right. Uncle Luke. That's how we was doing it. Uh, but the trade off was always good. I, I I had the people ready. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I had you the people ready. Up. Man. You well, you know, Will Packer is is, is a, a big time producer. I'm sure a, a lot of you know who he is. I mean, to his credit, I mean, we can't Girls Trip. We I mean, you're right. Okay, you know. Girls Trip, you know. Straight Out of Compton. Yes. Th- that's just to, to name a few. No good all deed. Think like a me. Think like a man. Yeah, stick. ride along. All I of- made those. <laughs> right. That's right. Yes, the, he's the producer behind those uh, amazing films. Um, but I want to go all the way back to St. Pete. Oh wow. 
wow. You had dreams oh, of yeah. okay. becoming this amazing engineer, and you left St. Petersburg to Florida A&M University. My yeah. first real question to you is, okay. what was your life supposed to be like? Like, what did I think it was going to be? Yeah, when you left St. Pete to go to FAM. And then, you know, we always have this dream in our head. Okay, when I graduate, I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be doing this. I'll make this kind of money, and I'm going to have this family. Da, 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 da. Yep. What was that dream? Man, I'm going to be totally honest with you. It was um, it was honestly similar to what it is now. Like, I'm living my dream. No bull. Like, I really always had vivid HD dreams, uh-huh. full color. Like, I thought that I would be a... Um, Big time uh, businessman. If okay. you ask like seventeen year old Will Packer, what are you gonna be? Big time businessman with a with a corp, a company, an empire, people working for me, doing things in a lot of different fields and areas, hmm. and I would be the boss. Yeah, like, that's what I wanted to be. Just like a very successful businessman who owned his own company, and uh, you know, I'm on my way. Yeah, I really thought you know, I, engineering was never my passion. It's just that I was strong in math and science, and I got a scholarship in engineering. Okay, and my parents was like, "You about to take that money and go to fam?" Right. Um, but for me, it was really about what can I do to figure out how to start my own business. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I always wanted to be successful at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And so you're doing that. It's just you didn't. Th- I mean. Film must have been far from your imagination, yeah. or was it? Yeah. No, no, no. I okay. never thought about film. Yeah. Never. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't know nothing. I mean, like, who makes? Growing up in St. Pete, Florida, like, who makes Hollywood movies? Yeah. You know what I'm saying there had been a movie called Cocoon. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Joint yeah, I remember where the that. Old people yep. who, like became young <laughs> yeah, again yeah, or something yeah. got special powers. They shot that in St. Pete. That okay. Was the closest I had ever come. Yeah. And I and like you know. We just read about it in the paper that, oh, they're shooting a movie in St. Pete. I didn't know anybody in Hollywood. I knew nothing about Hollywood. Yeah. It wasn't until I got the fam that those, like, movie dreams got unlocked. Yeah. And we we talk about that uh, unlocking of those dreams. Um, you and Rob, your, your lion brother, uh, yep. former business partner, yep. obviously brother for life. For sure. Um, did he come to you with an idea about a movie? Like, how did, he, how did Chocolate City... The first movie that you guys did Never collectively made. at yep. FAMU. At FAMU. Um, yeah. How did that idea even come to fruition? It was Rob. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always give props to Rob for the film dream, right? So Rob had, um, he had directed a little movie when he was in high, high school. school yep. yep. Has he done the, the podcast? Yes, he he's okay, been on the show. Right, yep, so, yep. So, <laughs> so, so as y'all are listening after this one, go back and click on Rob's uh, podcast yep. to hear the full story. Yep, but yep. the quick story is just that. He had a dream of being a filmmaker, had done a small movie when he was in high school, came to fam and said, I want to make a movie here. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the other bros, and this is what's so important. The reason I really like your podcast is that it's, to me, really about a network. Yes. It really is about, like, and, you know, there's a slant here for cool people and mm-hmm. cool people within the black Greek letter organization world. Mm-hmm. But wherever your network is and takes you, take full advantage of it. So for Rob, he took advantage of the fact that he was an alpha mm-hmm. and he used his chapter. He also used Panhell mm-hmm. and I helped him to do that, but that's how he realized his dream. He used the network he had around him. Yes. And so it was his idea to say, let's make a movie about life at FAMU. And ultimately I was part of a team of folks that helped him mm-hmm. to make that movie and find the financing and cast it with people like Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and ultimately to self distribute the movie. Yes. And then through time, as happens, whenever you start in a business, there's this attrition, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas, mm-hmm. cause we start off, there were like, you know, 10, probably 
10, I guess, good people. And then ultimately end up just being Rob and I mm-hmm. at the end of the day when we graduated who said we're going to try to make a run at this full time. Yes, That's yes. That's what happened. That's what happened. And then yeah. you guys come to Atlanta now. You're trying to figure out your next move. And part of that was to deliver newspapers. You know, in in the process. True story, boys and girls. Yes, it is. Your Delivering Packer, newspapers. And I used to be slanging them AJCs. While birthing a dream. Listen, Tell me how you, you even got. Do. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I mean, we had to, you know, eat. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was crazy because, and I, I say this to people who are like, if you're not where you want to be, when I tell you that has nothing, and I mean nothing to do with ultimately where you will end up. Yes. Because... I, you know, like people look now and they're like, oh, look at the movies. But see, Rashawn, you knew me when. Yes. And so there was a lot of time where I was not where I wanted to be. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to get there. And it was not clear. Mm -hmm. So part of that time, I had to pay the rent. Yes. And so I had to go out and get a job. I tempted. Right, I was and I worked for Clorox. What I worked for uh, Norfolk Southern, which is a, a, a transportation company, uh-huh. Norfolk Southern Trains, um, and I delivered newspapers. I delivered newspapers because, you know, back in the day when people still got newspapers delivered to their door consistently, I would get up and you had to be to work at like three a.m. Mm-hmm. But you would deliver your newspapers and be done by six a.m. Right, so it was kind of the perfect job to do that and then chase a dream, chase an entrepreneur hustle because my days were yeah. pretty free. Yeah. So it meant you can't hang out at night. You know what I'm saying? Not too late. But I would go, get up at 3 a.m., roll my newspapers, put them in the back of my um, my Ford Escort Come and on. my Honda Civic. Yeah. And then I would go and slang them out the side of the window and just slang them papers, man. I also sold newspapers door to door. I also was a newspaper salesman. Oh, my God. You did whatever you had to do to keep the lights on, but I never lost focus of the dream. Yeah. And so anybody that's listening right now and you're not where you want to be, that's okay. Yeah. That does not define where you will be. Uh-huh. Did that, when you were, you know, doing those three jobs and, uh, you know, you're calling back home like, yeah, we, I'm just slinging these newspapers while I'm, I'm going to be a filmmaker. We're going to have this production. I know, I know. Did you, what did you get from your family? Dad said, listen, he'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that they knew the film thing was going to pan out, but they felt like I would be okay one way or another. Right. And um, they knew that I had this engineering degree that at the time was sitting on the shelf. Yeah. But they felt like, you know what, we have raised him, we've done all we can mm-hmm, to raise mm-hmm. him to be self-sufficient and um, to be smart and to hustle and to work hard, and he'll figure it out. That My parents kind of had that kind of, you know, Let's just trust him. My yes. dad, for sure. Yes. Mom had to get there. Yeah. Mom was worried at first. Mom was like, what you doing, man? <laughs> what are you? Are you eating? It's like, yeah, I'm eating what? What you eating? Right. Ramen noodles. Oh, you got an engineering degree. Are you sure, William? You know, mom yeah. called me William. Are you sure, William, that you don't want to go? Motorola wanted you. Right. Motorola offers you a job. But you had, you sure? Because you had all of these. You had a couple of offers I coming out of family. Yeah. I mean, I came out magna cum laude with a degree in electrical engineering, but that oh. was not my passion. Oh. Electrical engineering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we made a decision early on that we said, right now, coming out of college, we're already broke, and we don't have uh, a mortgage, and Mm -hmm. we don't have a car note, and we don't have kids, we don't have wives. If we're ever going to make a run at this thing, come on. Because, you know, as a lot of people listening know, it's very, very hard later once you have all those responsibilities. Yeah. So we just went out. We was like, we already broke. And let me tell you, it was not sexy to be uh, delivering newspapers and making hourly rages when a lot of our peers that had engineering degrees were making, you know, a strong 
high five, low six figures. Yes, yes. Straight which, out of college. Straight out of college with an engineering degree. And I had one and I would see them and they'd be driving their little new cars and doing all that. And I Kicking just had it. to have faith. Oh, yeah. Going to club. Did you, you ever want to give up? I never... I never wanted to get up, but I definitely, I never wanted to give up, but I definitely had times where I said, does this make sense? Yeah. I asked myself that. And I think we all do. Every, anybody that is like uh, chasing something that is, um, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's big, mm-hmm. chasing something that's a big dream of theirs. You have those moments where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah. And so there were definitely moments where I was like, okay, does this make sense? What am I really doing? Um, you know, at the time, I'm. Um, 24 25 yeah i ain't got no money i don't i don't own a house i don't you know i can't afford to pay my own car note you mm-hmm. know I, like there were times where i was like Ugh, i don't know yeah you know but i never felt like this is it i need to give up i questioned was i doing the smart thing but i never questioned uh, was I doing the right thing? I felt like I was doing the right thing. I just sometimes said, you know this is stupid. Is All right. right Will. <laughs> I definitely had that conversation with myself. Several times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. it's okay. But then things started to click, you know, for Rainforest Films. Yeah. I mean, how long was that span before you all shot the second movie? Um, uh, Twa. Yeah. After Chocolate City. Mm-hmm. We shot Twa in um in ninety eight. It released in ninety okay. nine. Okay. And I graduated in ninety six. Okay. So that was, you know, a we did years. we did Chocolate City in ninety four. Four. Yeah. I wasn't even AK yet. Yeah. Wow. Yep. yep. Yeah. You ninety five? Ninety five spring ninety five. Spring ninety five? Yeah. Okay. And yep. when did you come in the fam? What year? In ninety three. Fall ninety three. Okay. Fall ninety three and you graduated in ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. I graduated in ninety seven. So y'all and did I that movie. I was ninety three and I graduated in ninety six. Yeah. But I tell you, I graduated in 96, right? So now I'm full-time out in the world. Stomp the Yard, mm-hmm. which was like the first like real success. Yes. Bruh. Stomp the Yard came out in like 2006. We had to look that up. Mm-hmm. But it was literally like 10 years. Whew. That's a long time. That's yes, it is. a long time chasing a dream. You know what I'm saying? Like Stomp the Yard was kind of like the first like – you know, big success where Hollywood said, hey, wait wait a minute. Who are these little Negroes over here? What are <laughs> they, they doing? doing? Who do they think they is? Yeah. Like, that was the first one. But I, if I'm not mistaken, that was like 10 years after graduation. Yeah, yeah. You know, right now you're looking, you can, you know, rattle off some Will Packer hits. But back then, the biggest thing we had made was the gospel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which was big to us. Right, sure. Well, I was know. a reporter in that. I've been in a couple things. Listen, don't yeah. act like I ain't gave you no love, Rashawn. No, you let me tell you something. Let me you tell you something, Will. Though. Look, I, and I hear you. I hear you. But one thing that I really respect, and I think I've said this in a couple of interviews that I've done, people talk about my, you know, the, the acting stuff that I have done. And I mentioned you and Rob. I said the one thing that they always did was that they made me work for everything. They never, you never handed any of us, anything that right. came from fam, you never, right. you, there was a level of expectation that you all set right. and you had to meet it. Cause right. I've auditioned for stuff. I think that I didn't get for you guys, right. but I always appreciate that. And yeah. I was when I think, I, I don't know if I've ever told you that, but I appreciate you making me work for the things I, that I, I got. I appreciate you saying it um, because it's kind of a good lesson mm-hmm. um, for people that are listening to this now who want to kind of like, do what what I'm doing or what you're doing. Right. Set your standards high, even when you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just like we're family. Right. 
don't just put your family in the movie because they family put them in because they're good. Yes. So the roles that you got, it was because you earned those roles. Right. And so a lot of times, you know, we just say, you know what, I got a cousin that mm-hmm. can do it and kind of look a certain way. So I'm going to put them in the movie or I'm going to have my boy do the soundtrack. Like, no, everything you do act as if you've got all the money in the world uh-huh. and you're trying to figure out how to spend that money appropriately mm-hmm. even when you got none mm-hmm. because then you will usually put the best people in position right even when you just like lucky to get anybody on board get the best people that you can get in that moment yeah. I, I really feel that way yeah so let, let's talk about you know you guys do all of these movies together yeah yeah you know? Rob is 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 directing. Yep. You're producing, yep. and then you have to have a hard conversation about yeah. because you know he wants to direct. You want to produce. You want to go a little higher. You want to you want to continue to kind of have ownership of what that the things that you you've done. So when you split Rainforest, um, how hard was that? Oh, it was very hard yeah. because I mean you know to this day that is my brother and my friend. Yes, and will be for life. I love him. Yes, you know that is my guy. That is family. And so we thought that we would be making projects together forever. Yes. We just thought Rob will direct and I will produce everything that we will do forever. Right. Like that was our plan. Mm -hmm. But when you come into any business, you never know how, A, how things are going to go. B, you never know all the nuances of that particular industry. And so it really was unrealistic that Rob direct everything we do and I produce everything that yeah, we do. Yeah. And what happened was that after a while it didn't make business sense. Mm-hmm. And Rob and I were both um, astute enough and mature enough to say, listen, we can still be friends, but recognize that this doesn't make business sense. There are a lot of people that are in relationships, yes. personal and business, that no longer make sense. Yes. And the sooner that you realize it, and act on it, if it's not a relationship that is really conducive, that really makes sense, the better. The mm-hmm. sooner you realize it and act on it. Some people realize that they're in relationships right now that are broken and they're afraid to act on it. Yeah. And that was a business relationship that on the business side was no longer making business sense. Yeah. The personal side, it was fine. Yeah. But on the business side, it no longer made sense and we had to call it what it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I commend both of us for calling it when we did. Yeah. Because he has been very successful. I mean, literally, I he mean, is crazy. one of the most prolific television directors in the game right yes, now. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm You're very you. I've yeah. done. I've done okay myself. Yeah, you both. So. It's just it's a it's a beautiful it's, it's a beautiful thing to witness. It really is. And uh, how long before you guys made that decision? Had you probably both been thinking about it? You think? Um, you know, I I think probably probably a couple of years. Yeah, but we were very. We were pretty honest about it. We we had been talking about okay, it okay. leading up to it actually actually happening. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we were honest about kind of where we were as a business and the fact that he was having a lot of success outside of Rainforest yes. as an individual producer. Now I was having a lot of success as an indi- I'm sorry, he was having a lot of success as an individual director. director. I was having a lot of success as an individual producer. Yeah, and so. We had talked about it, but we said, you know what, we're going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Like, we did have that mm-hmm. moment where mm-hmm. we were like, you know what, but yeah, but let's just keep trying to find something we can do together, something that Rainforest, you know, can benefit from. But ultimately, you know, it didn't last very long, that time period where it wasn't making sense uh, for us to just call it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. We both, like, 
business people. Yeah. You know? Right. That's great. And, and and literally, you both are doing amazing. And so now Will Packer Productions is born. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What yep. did that feel like, you know, knowing that you were not going at it alone? Because I know how strategic that you you are in, in all of your planning and everything that you do in your life. But what did it feel like to have your own name, your production company? Was that surreal for you at the time? Or did you, yeah, as you, in was, your mind as a visionary, you knew? It, well, I was uh, very hopeful. Yeah. It was it was like striking out on my own, like truly on my own, was um, exhilarating, mm-hmm. terrifying <laughs> at the same time, at the exact same time. Um, but it was it was so exciting. The yeah. potential. I was like, man, if uh, if this don't work, boy, I done messed up. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know. I, I had a thing with my boy and line brother, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And we had some success and now I'm I'm I'm, I'm out on my own and I'm putting my name up there. Yeah. This don't work, boy. Yeah, cuz you could have easily named it anything else like uh yeah. Black and Gold Productions. I mean, you know, sure, I'm just sure, throwing sure. stuff out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, why did you decide to put your name on it? Um, why was that important to you? It's interesting. I wanted to call it Will Power. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, like the Will Power Hour. Because that was my <laughs> DJ name. Yes. And that's still a nickname of mine. All right. Um, I wanted to call it Will Power Productions, and uh, Will I Am had a trademark on it. What? Yep, two stories. So he has Will Power trademarked in like entertainment spaces. Does he? Yeah. So, Man, old Joker. <laughs> so that was out. But I, I'll be honest with you, I'm glad that I didn't call it that. And I'm glad I called it Will Packer Productions because it's, it's been good from a brand perspective. Because it's you. It's very specific. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's worked. Good. It's worked for me. When did you realize, when the ter- the, when did the terrifying feeling go away? It At, never does. It never does? It's still there. Even I now. think if you, listen, if you're, if you're in business and you are not grinding as if it can all go, go away. away. Yeah then you ain't doing something right. You're not going to be as successful as you could be. I think a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of trepidation, a little bit of uh, of concern. Like if you just rolling in, like man, I don't have a fear in the world. Yeah, eh, yeah. I don't know. I ain't rolling with that person. Dude, yeah. you show me somebody that act like they ain't got nothing to lose. I'm gonna show you somebody that's gonna die soon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Either literally or figuratively, right? Right, right. right. I got stuff to lose. Yeah, and I, I have to think of it. Uh, I think of it as if. You know, I'm only as strong as my last film. Mm-hmm. Um, I take every film very seriously as if I have to go out and grind. Like, I don't have a brand. Like, I don't have an audience. Like, I don't have a track record. And I think that's why I continue to be successful. And the successful people I know, and I'm talking about, like, super successful, like, billionaires that yeah. I know. Yeah. They act as if it could all go away tomorrow. tomorrow. And I'm looking at them like, bruh, you could literally waste $100 million <laughs> and, and be, be good. good. But they still grind as if. I got a lot of respect for that. Yeah, and I think I've learned uh, how to grind as if after being in radio for so long and being, you know, hurt and being, you know, kind of married to that situation and not working on Rashawn and not working on that brand. Literally the same week, and people on my podcast have heard this, the same week that I put the post up about me starting this podcast was the same week that I, I learned about the auditions from for Sister Circle. But I felt like the universe had had to wow. see me do my part. Yep. So then everything can kind of go in line the yep. way it was supposed to. Yeah. Wh- and, and, and yeah. just on that for a second, you were really um, you were making things happen. You were manifesting things into fruition. That's yes. what you were doing. Yes. And there are people listening right now 
that are waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're waiting for some for the universe mm-hmm. to give an opportunity. Whereas they can create it, create it by working as hard as they can in the space that they're in right now. Yes. People, you know, one thing that frustrates me is is people um, uh, waiting. Mm-hmm. Now, there, listen, there's a, a virtue. Patience is a virtue. And there is definitely something about um, waiting for the right moment to make certain moves. Yes. But too often we're waiting for a moment to make any move. Yes. Like, what can you do within the position that you're in right now? That's exactly what you just said. Yeah. You talked about starting your podcast. You talked about a door that the universe opened for you. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe those are related. Absolutely I are. a thousand percent believe yes. that because you were moving the way you were moving, that's where that, oppor- that other opportunity presented itself. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I would encourage people. Like, what is it that you're waiting on? Yes. What are you waiting on? Right. Damn, yeah. that's good. Yeah. When did you, because I, I believe that there comes a time in people's lives when they reach the level of success that you have been able to reach, that they realize that the power that could have been, that they were seeking from an external force was truly in them. Mm. Mm. Did that happen for you? Um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. I, I have a couple of perspectives on it. Um, I definitely like I I was not somebody who was like raised or grew up without self-confidence. So I always felt like I have a lot of um, of power within me. Mm-hmm. I always felt like that. I will be honest. Hence but your moniker willpower. That's absolutely. Hence my moniker. Yes. Um, but I will say <laughs> that I definitely felt like. If somebody else, if Mr. Executive at the studio or Mr. Investor or Financier or Mr. Distributor um, doesn't like my project, doesn't like my pitch, then it's dead. I felt that early on. Yeah. And what happened was I got turned down and told nobody was very powerful people, but the dream didn't die. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, you know what? The dream is in me. Yes. Like, no matter what somebody else says, if I don't give up, then it ain't over. Mm-hmm. If I don't say it's over, it's not going to work, I can't do it. If I don't say I can't, then it doesn't matter what any, literally anybody else says. I don't, I don't care who they are. The power is within us to determine how far we're willing to go for our dreams. Yeah. I went a long way. Yeah. You know, and, and the other thing that I tell people is that it is a massive, Rashawn, it is a massive amount of that's the thing people don't want to hear when you like talking about like all right tell me your journey and what advice would you give yeah man people don't want to hear that <laughs> man let me it tell is you something a massive amount of work massive yeah. even at like you know the level in air quotes that i'm at still bruh i'm working harder than i've ever, ever worked, worked in, in my your entire, entire life. life i understand and people people do not understand like they see a post on instagram and i got like you know blue water and white sand behind me tell you what it took to get, get to there that. yeah and let me tell you how before that picture i was probably on a conference call and reading the script and after that picture i gotta go and put out a bunch of fires like i'm still grinding so that's the other thing i would say to people is that like work until you think you cannot work anymore where you have done everything that you could do and you are so tired and burnt out and done yeah. and then work some more yes and then work some more. That's Once you what get I, to that point, like, oh, I can't do no more, then you got a little bit more to do. Yep. That's how I feel now. I feel like now that I am on a national show, I'm like, I know how it feels if that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm working even harder on 
Rashawn Ali and her brand and all right. that t- type of thing. And it, it, I just, that's just who I am. Right. But I've learned that over time. I was one of those people that kind of waited for stuff. Right. Not yeah, anymore. You can't do that. No. Nah. I mean, you're doing an excellent job of taking the platform that you have. Absolutely. And then figuring out how to leverage that across other plat like what we're on right now. Right. So that's the thing is that the successful people I know, they got a little bit of something and they didn't rest on those laurels. They used that to turn it into a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I think it's 8-Ball and MJG. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, got that lyric <laughs> that says, uh, you got to put a check with a check with a check. Mm. That's, um, in fact, that's uh, that's Candy Paint. That's what that is. That is 8-Ball and MJG. <laughs> Just like Candy. That's what it is. And uh, in there, he's talking about how you get, how you can afford this candy paint job I got. Yeah. He's like, listen, you got to put a check with a check with, with a, a check. check. So many of us get that check and be ready to turn up. Turn up. Just excited. And have a big Not old party. Celebrating yourself. But let me tell you something. One check ain't going to do it. No. You got to put a check with a check with a check. Yeah. That's the thing I, I want to see more of us do. do. Like, get some success and figure out how I can turn that into more success. Yes. You know? Yeah. Ooh, you mentioned being, you know, I'm, I'm this terrified. Was there ever a movie that you were most terrified about or more terrified than the other one that far superseded, superseded your expectations? That you were like, oh, my God, I don't know how this is going to um, be. You know, that's a good question, but I'm going to be a thousand percent real with you. I always feel like every <laughs> every movie I do, I feel like it could win. Like I, I won't, I won't it's say the, that. Like so, so mindset. you know, Girls Trip, huge, mm. right? Huge. That was a big, big movie for me. But I saw it as a big movie, dog. I was like, man. And again, a lot of things have to line up. It ain't just about a good idea. It's not just about a good writer. Not a good director. Not a, just about a good edit or a good marketing campaign. Like everything, it has your to release be alignment. date, yeah. everything has a lineup. But I felt like, oh, this could win. I felt the same way about Takers. I felt mm. the same way about. Uh, think like a man. I felt the same way about Ryan. I was like, ooh, this could, oh, this should. This, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know that I've had one where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, this ain't going to win yeah. because I probably wouldn't do it. It takes so much to just make a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just takes like so many like hours of your life that mm-hmm. you give to mm-hmm. the project mm-hmm. that, you know, don't give it if it's not something that you think can be tremendously successful, whatever success is to you. Yeah. What for those people who don't know, what does a producer do? That's a good question. Because most people don't. <laughs> they don't. If people listen right now, think They're they like, know. Oh man. Yeah, I ain't got no he, idea. Um, he he, he casts, he write, yeah. he direct, mm-hmm. he the DP. Right. No. <laughs> none of that. None of that. None of that. None of that. You know what? I I um the analogy is um it's 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 a project manager. Okay. Right. So. If you're a football fan, it's like the general manager. Gotcha. Like the, the financier would be the owner and the um, the director would be the coach. The general manager is the person who pulls everything together. So gotcha. like at the Oscars, which um, when when we dropping this? Uh, when will this podcast drop? Uh, probably Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. So um, it will have dropped after the Oscars. Event. Yes. So this past weekend, let's say the Oscars would have been on and you had all the various car- categories for, you know, best actor, best cinematographer, best uh, composer, best cinematographer, whatever it is, right? And at the end of the night, the final award goes to best picture. Mm-hmm. And the producer 
gets the best picture award. Got That's you. That's the symbolism because the producer was responsible for pulling all those other areas together. I never the knew producer, that. Absolutely. The producer is the one who was responsible for hiring the wardrobe, the costume designer, the sound mixer, the director, the actors. Producer pulls all that together. So the final award at the end of the night is best picture and the producer gets that award. Mm. Yep. That's the analogy. But that's mm. that's that's what I do. I, mm, I'm, that's listen, really good. If, if it's if it's if it's good, you know, I'll get a little bit of credit. If it's awful, I get a lot of the, the blame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, my job is to pull the entire project together. Yeah. So, uh, do you base? I know you don't, but I have to ask it this way. But do you base your success on awards? Hell no. I know. No, man. I define my own success. I don't even let other people, like you know, I I. I am very blessed to have been tremendously successful by my standards. Mm -hmm. Now, you have some people that say, well, you've never, you know, had a movie that um, was a big global hit, a, yeah. a big international success. Or, um, you know, you've uh, never had a big crossover movie. Some people say, listen, you can't let other people define success for you. You have yes. to define your own success. I don't care what your industry is, what your your dream is, what your goal is. You define success for you. Don't let anybody don't. That's your power. Why yeah. would you give it away? Why yeah. would you give that power to somebody because I got a title, because I got money? Forget yeah, that. it's on you. What do you say success is? So, mm -hmm. um, I definitely don't base it on awards. Um, I won my first Image Award. Like as many movies I've like made and and had like made money with or yeah. whatever never won an image award right first image award was girls trip that was very cool and your speech man wow i meant every word yeah thank you yeah it was it was um it was it's interesting because we were there at the ceremony and um um daniel kaluuya mm -hmm. the lead actor in get out won in the category right before us mm -hmm. and he took up a lot of time okay and you know it's a live show and so they made the announcement that we're gonna have to cut all the acceptance speeches from that point forward mm -hmm. because you know daniel had took up so much time oh, Lord, so daniel. i went up there we won mm -hmm. i go up and and it was supposed to be me malcolm lee the director and i was gonna let malcolm talk and I went up there, and almost as soon as we got on stage, they started playing the, the get out. I promise you, if you go watch the clip from me and my acceptance speech from the Image Awards, literally 10 seconds after I started talking, they started playing the music. And so I just grabbed the mic um, and, just, and just said what was on my heart. And I gave a shout-out to Heather, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. my wife. And I talked about how we made this movie for our sisters. Mm -hmm. um, and it was right after Donald Trump had made his asinine statements about Haiti and Africa. And I gave a shout out to the sisters from Haiti and Africa and right. how we love you and how as your brothers we made this movie for you. And all that was true. But it was really like one of those where as soon as we got up there, it was like, you got 30 seconds, go. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, let me just, you know, say what's in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So... Why do you choose to be so vocal? Because there are a lot of producers that, you know, you don't see, you don't know, you don't know their faces. Because you are a per you're, you're a personality, like you 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 have a big personality. Why do you choose to be as vocal as you are? I think it's who I am. Like yeah. why would I ever change? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you talked about, you know, me being willpower on the radio back in the day, you know what I'm saying? You know, I was very, very active in college. I was very, very active in high school. I've always been that person. Yeah. So all I do is take that same personality and um, and I've honed certain skill sets that I 
like kind of innately had and honed them um, within the film industry. Yeah. You know, so it's it's that's who Will Packer is. Yeah. I ain't gonna never change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where do you get that from? Uh, if you could, you know, my dad, your dad. Yeah, he was a big personality for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely like a combination of both my parents. You know what I'm saying? But like my dad, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? God bless his soul. Will Packer Sr. was a big personality from Panama City, Florida. Yeah, who you know moved to St. Pete, married his college sweetheart, and was just the man in St. Yeah. Pete, Florida. That's who he was. Yeah, you know. How um, I know your dad was able to see a lot of your success, but how what would you think he would say about like you now? Man, he'd be like, "Boy, <laughs> this Negro, look at him! <laughs> look, is that a is that an elevator in his house? What the hell, he need an elevator for? He can't walk up them stairs. He got a movie theater in the crib. What is that? All what? he need is a TV. Let me tell you, my dad would curse me out in the most loving way. Really? Oh, he would get on me because he would be so proud. Yeah. But he definitely, you know, the kind of relationship we had was that my dad, you know, he was a trash talker. I'm mm-hmm. the same way with my kids. Yeah. You know, so my dad would talk trash to me. That was the way he he, he showed love. And, you know, he, he would say he loved me. Every now and then, you know, right, black dads, right, you know, right, right. Uh, especially with their sons. You yeah. know, you don't hear a lot of that. But he would, you know, like put me in the headlock, be like, you know, I'm proud of you, boy. You know, I love you. <laughs> and uh, he would be really, and, and I believe he looks down at me now and is very proud. But he would be super proud if he was here uh, of my success. He would, you know, I, I, t- I took my mom on, um, on vacation recently uh-huh. and, uh, and we took a private jet. Oh Lord! What she say? It was Byrus Packer's first time oh. on a private jet. And I didn't tell her, you know. You, she so, thought she was just going to the airport. Oh, we're going to the airport. You know what I'm saying? And we in the car. We pull up. William, where we at? Where we going? Where we? You know, we pull on the tarmac. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, what? No. <laughs> Let me get my phone. You know, she couldn't even find a, a little phone to take up. I say, Ma, just enjoy it. Just enjoy the moment. Put your phone up, Ma. You about to miss it. You know oh what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She, she really, she was like, boy, your dad can see you now. Uh-uh. This is, and then she was, you know, if you know my mom, she immediately went to. So, um, are we, how we getting back? Are right. we going, because I can't get on Southwest no more. Oh, so my gosh. How we, uh, is this how I'm going from now on? I right. said, now look, chill. Not, right. It's round trip, so we're going to go private day and back. But uh, after that, you need to hop back on right. how you used to travel. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, no, nah, it was cool. I was able to do that. And it definitely showed me, like, um, my parents, because she mentioned my dad, my parents. And, you're, you know, us as parents, you and yeah, our parents, yeah. like, you know, can you just imagine? I can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your kids doing something that you never ever thought you would and do, your wildest and them dr- making it happen yeah. for you. Yeah. That's the coolest thing. That is awesome. Thing. Yeah. Man, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with um things that happen in the public and and just you know make sure you stay the course and be the will packer that we all know you to be you like to, negative things yes negative stuff it's, listen you know um i part of being in the position that i'm in and um and and being blessed to have had the success that i have had mm-hmm. means that it ain't gonna all be like good and flowers and people telling you how awesome you are right you're gonna get some negativity you're gonna get some people that don't like your movies uh don't like how you do things you're gonna get people that will unfairly say things about you that just aren't true. Mm -hmm. But that comes with the territory. And, you know, I have been, like, I'm having the best year of my life. I really am. And last year was the best year 
up until now. Yeah. And the year before that. So I have constantly been just kind of, I've been so blessed and, and God is so good to me that if I were to even try to complain about something that doesn't really affect me, doesn't really matter, like people are just, uh, they're going to talk. But, you know, we went to FAMU. Yeah. I'll tell you something. I, I was... I was pleasure beta, knew you was beta yeah, alpha. Right. I they stood in front of Pan Hill right. with yeah, the cappers mad with me and telling me they ain't gonna give me no money for Chocolate City <laughs> and the Deltas and the Soros, AKs was mad at me, my own bros. Like I, I went to fam you. Right. Like, We've been through come fire. On, man. Right. This ain't nothing. Hollywood is nothing. <laughs> you pledge modeling troops come at Fam You. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. You really do. Literally. No, come you do. On. Yeah. You know, I mean, so you know, anyway, yeah, it's um, you deal with it, man. You deal with it, and you move on, and you just, you just, you, you, you can't worry about my, you know, one of my favorite memes on the internet is when um, Michael Phelps was winning in the Olympics. The dude, the was, dude looking. was looking, the dude over was looking over in the other lane. You ain't gonna never win never if win. you worry about what other people around you are doing. I want to be Michael Phelps. I don't want to be that other dude. Yeah, I want to be Michael Phelps and have other people talking about me as I finish in first place. That's where I'm at I'm with. About it. to run out this that's place. That's where I'm at with it, and that's how I roll, and that's how I live my life, and that's how I run my career. Ooh. Yep. Yep. So what is what is the 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 ultimate for you, or do you make sure you live the ultimate every day? I do, man. Yeah, I do. I yeah. like because tomorrow's not promised. It's you not. You know, um, I had a moment in time where um, it was two years ago. In fact, it was the year I married Heather. We're coming up on three years now, so it was like two and a half years ago, and um, I had my head of film at that time uh, at my company was a woman named Barbara Dreyfus. And I had a conversation with her about like projects we were working on. And the next day her husband called me and said, Barbara died what? last night. She had an asthma attack. Oh my God. And, and I, I was like, what? I just talked to Barbara. What are you talking about? A week after that, um, a brother that we both know, Daryl Champion. Yeah, family, yeah, God yeah. Bless him. He was on the radio with me, yep. with, with you, but yeah. he was like my right hand on the radio at FAMU, and um, and he had pneumonia. Yeah, and um, and and he died mm -hmm. up in um in in Gary, Indiana. We had a funeral in Gary, Indiana, and that was a week after I had lost Barbara. my head of film, Barbara Dreyfus. And the week after that, um, there's a cat named Skull Bubble. Yeah. Who, you know, remember Skull? Yeah, and comedian. He was the comedian yes. here in Atlanta. Well, yes. When Rob and I first moved to Atlanta, Skull was like a mentor to us. Wow. And he was somebody that just, you know, you know, he was a halftime, part-time pimp, part-time entertainer, yeah. and just, you know, full-time mentor. He was just kind of telling us the ropes and things about Atlanta. He was just somebody that I, I, I really looked up to. And, um, and Skull died. And I realized that all these people had plans. Mm -hmm. They had things that they were planning to do. And just like that, God oh. decided that their time here was up. And I made a decision right then. And I already, I already lived my life that way, but this just really solidified it in my mind that I am not going to wait hmm. for anything. If there's something that I can do, I am going to, being smart about it, but I'm going to live in the moment as much as I can. I had not, Heather and I, because we had been dating for like, Four? Was it Six, four? seven years. No. Oh, it was like ooh, I, had, damn. I had proposed like three, four years ago. Okay. But I had been waiting to have time. 
to get married mm. because I want to do it right and I didn't want to be in between projects and I want, and I lost those three people back to back. I said, babe, I'm marrying you now. We got to figure it out. And we did a pop-up wedding in my backyard. Yeah, I heard about it. Just did it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So I, I just, I feel like you have to, to answer your question, you got to live every day to the fullest because tomorrow's not promised. And I, I want to make sure that every day, if it all ended today, that I could say, yeah, I'm happy. And I did good. And um, I accomplished things I wanted to accomplish. And I don't feel like there's all these things I'm waiting to do. And I can say that if I died today, Y'all don't feel bad for me. Will Packer lived a hell of a life. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. I know you're proud of all of your projects. But what are you most proud don't of? Ask me I'm that. sorry. Don't. Okay. Which I kid won't. is. Which I mean, kid is better? Which kid is your, is your favorite? Bailey. Come on. Both. You, <laughs> you're right. Okay. That's not no, fair. No, but you know what? It's different things for different projects. Right. You know what I mean? Like every What movie, touched your heart the most? roots touch my heart yeah. to be honest with you like and and that's that it was successful and i got an emmy nomination all that but it probably wasn't seen by nearly as many people as say um you know ride along or, mm -hmm. or, or girls trip but that was one that i was uh very very proud of because of what it represented mm -hmm. um stomp the yard was like the first time i saw like mainstream success yeah um one of the hardest movies to get actually made was Pandora's Box, Twa mm. 2, way back in the day. You know, so yeah. each movie has a different story. Yeah. Girl's Trip was like something personal to me because, you know, I met Heather at Essence and, and um, I had a connection with the Essence Festival. I proposed to her on the main stage there and I really wanted to, like, you know, do that right. That was like an ode to my sisters, you know yeah. what I mean? So to have them show out like that and come out and make it a big hit. So everyone is something different about those movies that is uh, that I have an affinity for. When you... Did you know, like, when you were doing girls' trips or prior to the casting, that you were gonna pick a Tiffany Haddish, or did that? No. Did she? How did that? How nope. did she come out? Nope. We were looking for another name, what? you know, quote unquote name. Yeah. Um, because Tiffany would tell you, you know, she told her agent, tell him I am a MF in name. You nice. Know what I'm saying? But Tiffany she, she knows. Haddish. She knew. Yeah. She 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 owned that role. That was that was that was her role. You know, we we didn't know. We had we we had Regina. We had uh, Queen and we had Jada and uh, the studio was saying, who can we get in that last role that mm. like fits in with them? You know, we wanted that ensemble kind of cast. Um, and, you know, we we talked about a lot of different people. Um, but at the end of the day, her audition sealed it like she was. She killed Dina it. From Good Man, killed with a T, wow. killed it, it. Yes. That was, but that was it was her moment, you know. Then you talking about somebody that, you know, um, was was homeless, sleeping in a car, and had grew up in the foster system. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Foster care system. So that goes back to my point of like, it doesn't matter where you are right now. That yes. is not going to define where yes. you will be. Yeah. She is literally one of the biggest comedy stars in the world right now. Right now, this little black girl who was you know, going in the foster care system and dealing with all the drama and tragedy and and, and horribleness of that in yeah. certain aspects. Yes. Um, who then became a struggling stand-up comic who did not have enough money to pay for a crib is now <laughs> the person. And by the way, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Similar. Right. right. Like, you know, Kev will tell you. Like, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, he just popped up out of nowhere. Man, Kev no, he did. game forever. For a long time. He had a canceled sitcom. Soul Plane was a bust. Mm -hmm. Like, people, Hollywood's perception of Kevin Hart was like, he's not a star. He's funny. He's a good supporting guy. But he's not a star. He just needed the right platform. 
Yeah. That's what he needed. And now, you know, everybody wants him. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it like working with, you know, major stars? I mean, I'm sure you've had, you could tell me millions and millions of stories, but we always keep things on the up and up. But how do you maintain who you are as a producer when you have to deal with certain levels of talent? Because I disconnect from them and come back to Atlanta <laughs> and, and kick it with people like you and right, have right. a nice little, you know, right, right. house party at the crib where we playing Uncle Luke. And, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and dropping it all dropping the way down. Pla- you mean little splat, pat, little splat, little splat, little splat, little splat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, Shout right. out to Palm Beach County. Come on so. now, come on. But yeah, I, I, um, I never felt... Uh, at home in Hollywood, Hmm. right? So for me, I go out there, I work out there, I work with people that are there, they're all good people, but for me, it never defined who I was. I love the fact that I, even before Atlanta was like the hot place to shoot and everybody was coming down here, I always wanted to live in Atlanta, in the Southeast, raise my family in Atlanta outside of that bubble outside of the superficial lights camera action yeah because that is what it is and mm-hmm. that's you know that's what that industry is it's, it's superficial it's yeah. all right you know that's that's what it is um and it's you know it's sexy it's glamorous it's debaucherous it's uh you know lacking in morals and all that stuff it's good and bad yeah but for me i stay grounded by you know living outside of it yeah so anyway i some of the stars I work with are some of the best people in the world. You know yeah. what I mean? But the thing I tell people is that whoever your favorite is, you don't want to meet them. I always say that. And wow. that's nothing against them. But it's just the reality. You work in entertainment. Yeah, and I know. know like, I how, s- whoever your favorite is, yes, right? Yes, man. They always you let you like them because You like them because somebody like me has put them in the right role with the right lighting and use only the best takes and that's how you think you know them. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, right, you know, right. all their selfies is perfect because you didn't see the 20,000 that they deleted, right? <laughs> right, right? But when you're around them and you just get that real actual person, it's not going to be what your perception oh. is. I tell people all the time, you don't want to meet your favorites. Wow. You listen, let them, let them stay on the screen. That's right. I got one like story like that in radio. Who had somebody who I love, and he came in studio acting a donkey. Mm-hmm. I was That's so who, mad. That's who he is. Yes. And that is who that person is. They will show you who they are. Just saying. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh man, I love this. This is so great. So now it's Will Packer Media. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I started a new company. Yeah, you started a new company. So what does that entail? Because you you could have easily said, let me just stick to my films and television and yeah. doing that. And and while that's amazing, and you're still doing that, um, obviously under this. But why? Will Packer Media. I'm extremely ambitious. Yeah, clearly. Extremely. Clearly. You don't I, say. I One of my little mottos is, is over-ambition is a myth of the complacent. Ooh. Over-ambition is like a myth that. of the complacent. I, I got to write that down. That, Go ahead. Keep going. Over-ambition. Yes, is a myth of the complacent. So I feel like um, you limit yourself for what you can do and the levels that you can attain. Mm-hmm. Um, we limit ourselves more than other people limit us. And so I felt like, you know what, uh, I was uh, being very successful and still am in feature films mm-hmm. and will continue to do that, but I felt like there was more. I felt that, like there were other ways that I could reach my audience. And um, I wanted to have a company, especially now, today's ecosystem, people, um, are consuming content <clears throat> however they want, wherever they want, whenever they want, right? And I want it to not be limited to um, viewing 
an idea, a piece of content, intellectual property, whatever it is, only through a particular prism. Yes. I.e., only through the prism of a of a theatrical yep, movie yep, producer. Yep. Yep. Um, I wanted to make sure that, <clears throat> however, um, was the best way to exploit a piece of content that I was able to do that across whatever platform made sense. If you and I, Rashawn, we got a hat company. Yeah. And that's what we do is make hats. And somebody brings us brings us an amazing design for a shoe. Mm-hmm. We're going to be trying to figure out how to fit it on your head because mm-hmm. we only make hats. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't want to be that. I gotcha. wanted to make sure that, okay, I can do this as a feature film, a non-scripted series, a digital series, a movie of the week, a limited series, whatever made sense. So I went out and um, and started, launched a new company, Woolpacker Media. And so Woolpacker Media will do um, my scripted television, non-scripted television, branded content, digital content, everything outside of the feature film business. That's that's a beautiful thing. We working over here. I mean, clearly. We working. You are working. Come on. You are working. Straight from Gibbs Hall. Come on, Gibbs Hall. Class of 1991. It's all good. I was Yeah, I was two years after you, but that was a perfect segue. In 1993, you became a man of Alpha Phi Alpha via the Beta New Chapter. Did Alpha Phi Alpha choose you, or did you choose Alpha Phi Alpha? I chose Alpha Phi Alpha. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. I definitely choose Alpha Phi Alpha. Um, My father... Um, I'm Legacy. My father was an alpha. Okay. He, he pledged at the uh, Theta Eta Lambda chapter. He pledged grad in, uh, in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always had my eye on uh, the good brothers in the black and gold. Yeah. And so I came up to FAMU. And my dad was very honest. He said, listen, don't do it because I did it. Yeah. And don't do it because, you know, you are Legacy and because you um, uh, are in love with the principles and what they represent. Do it because you... Um, meet brothers there at FAMU who represent what you represent. Yeah. Like, don't just go and join, you know, a chapter uh, with people whose ideals don't match up with yours because of your dad. That's not the reason to do it, you know? He was like, you can't pledge nothing else. Right. But don't necessarily go pledge Alpha just because of me. Yeah. But I went there and um, I found a brotherhood um, under the black and gold, which I already had an affinity for from birth but who also represented ideals that lined up with mine. Yeah. And I know you're still. So I sought it out. For yeah. Sure. You're, still, you're still close to your line, brothers. I already know that. That's a beautiful oh, thing. Oh, already. We're 25 years this I year. I know. So you're, going, you're clearly going to homecoming. Yeah, I got to go to homecoming. Yeah. You, got, need you going to, this year? Yeah, I try to go every year. Fam, you homecoming. Yes. Where we at, Rashawn? Let's turn up. Let's announce it right now. Are you going to do something? We should. Do? Let's, Let's do, do a something. party. I'm, I'm in. Do you want to do a party? I'm telling you now. We should do it. Right. You, do. you know, we if we say it right now, uh, we can probably lock down whatever we want to. Like right now. Look, look we talking that trash. Pat Nixon uh, and Keisha Walker already <laughs> got the whole <laughs> city on But if we, well, maybe we can, you know, we, can, totally we don't have to do reinvent it. the wheel. We can partner with somebody. Absolutely. I think it'll I be great. In because it is definitely my line. It's, so it's, spring 93. We have spring 93, beta, beta alpha, then fall 93 and delta. That's right. Yep. That's right. So you wow. got Fall 93 Delta, Spring 93 Beta Alpha, yes. Spring 93 Beta New. Yes. It's going to be a big year. Let's do That's something. going to be a huge year. Come through. Me and you. Let's That'll do it. That'll be dumb. Okay. I'm sorry. Look, look. We got lost for a second, We sure y'all. did. Like, but y'all heard it here first. Y'all right. heard where the idea came playing. from. I ain't playing. I ain't playing. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Because we did uh, in Spring 90, when we had our 20th for Spring 95, uh, us, the Omegas, the the Alphas, Beta New, um, the Deltas, and and us, we did a, a, three, a four-way party. Did you? Stupid. It was called lit. Clash of the Titans for Where'd Spring 95. We did it at uh, Hotel Duval. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah it was know. dumb. Was it really? Dumb. 
It was I so good. Was. Yeah, it's good. It me was. and Jay Carter got me and Jay Carter were of course the spearheaders of it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he was ninety five. Yeah. He was fall ninety five. Fall ninety five. I don't yeah. know why I thought he was he was um closer to me. Nah. Okay. He fall ninety five. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. So it was great. I know y'all cut up, but it was awesome. We're gonna try to show y'all up a little bit, but I want you on my team. Now. I would. I, I would definitely help down. that. I would we'll definitely help out. that out. Yeah. We'll figure. All right. Cool. So before I let you go, what is yep. your definition of cool? Oh man. Uh, my definition of cool is like self-defined success. That's yeah. what it is. Huh. So don't worry about what nobody else is saying, what nobody else is doing. Does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel empowered? Does it uh, help to um, enhance your own self-image? That's what cool is. You define your own cool. So for me, it is embracing your own definition of success that's right. what cool is yeah where i walk talk move my swag it ain't about when nobody else can tell me i'm cool i got right. to know i'm cool man that's yeah. how i feel about myself yeah I'm so damn cool that's why we <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you are though i mean you know, I that's, why you're the cool sore, that's why i'm the cool sore yes, right yes, right yes, right man sure. will you know we could talk about so many different things and we'll have to do a part two for sure. Anytime. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Look, you're talking about anytime and it took this long. It's fine though. Here. It's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. I appreciate you having yes. me. Yes, because I, love I was what you're doing. Thank you. Please continue it. I will. I mean that. Thank like you. You are you are connecting and touching people that you don't know. Yes. You don't know everybody that's listening to this. You don't know the people that you are putting like people like me in front of. Right. And some jewel that's been dropped that they need to hear. Yes. Whether they hear it on the day that it's dropped or six months later or or two days. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like you are providing a platform for yourself yes myself and a lot of people out there that we don't know and that we can't see yeah. to connect yeah and that connection means something it to does a lot of people yeah it meant something to me i'm glad like there are things that we've talked about that i haven't talked about in interviews wow you know what I'm saying? yeah that's like, good just allowing me to like you know kind of refine some of my thinking around mm -hmm. like what i'm doing and my definition of success and stuff like that so like i needed this you know mm -hmm. so thank you thank you oh man and don't stop oh man i'm that's not gonna stop i'm don't not gonna stop. stop man this is great Will Packer, yes, yes. thank you so much. This Come has been a joy. This yes. has been a joy. Thank you for having me, man. Absolutely. Will Packer, everybody. What up, y'all? It's Will Packer, Hollywood producer extraordinaire. You know me, and I'm a cool bruv, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Ice, 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 too cold, too cold. Ice, 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 the black and old gold.